Hello and welcome to Matt's Random Thoughts podcast with me, Claudia Robin Gunn. Here, I'll talk about my new album, Little Wild Universe, what my music's all about, and the kindy scene here in New Zealand and how diverse it is. I'll even share some of my favorite kindy artists. Stay tuned for some cool stuff coming up. Hello again and welcome to Matt's Random Thoughts podcast. This is where you'll be hearing some interviews with the best names in family entertainment. In this episode, I get to chat with the one and only Claudia Robin Gunn, and she is one of New Zealand's finest family music acts. She had started her career as part of an adult band called Substacks, but she had children of her own, and when that happened, she decided to make kids' music about a wide range of topics, from Toy Story to, believe it or not, even Minecraft, if you could believe that. <laughs> now she's one of New Zealand's finest kids entertainers, having not one, not two, but three successful and moving albums. The first of which being Little Wild Lullabies in 2016, which is a compilation of all the lullabies she had wrote for her kids. And in 2020, in the midst of all these COVID-19 restrictions, she had put out her second album called Sing Through the Year, inspired by her experiences of the changing seasons and the wonders of the weather around us. Also in 2020, she had put out a very, very, very amazing album called Little Wild Universe. The songs here in this album reflect the many, many wonders of space, the universe, and our fragile planet. They're, they have been very much touching and thought-provoking songs that will inspire you to explore more of the amazing world of space and will also provoke thoughts on how we can save this amazing place we call home. Oh, and did you know that one of the songs in that album was listed in the, as a finalist in the International Songwriting Competition? Woo! She's up there with some of my other favorite kindy acts including, among others, Joni Leeds, Lucy Kalantari, Suzanne Jameson, Dana's Music Playground, Wendy and Bibi, Uno Dos Tres Con Andres, Stacey Peasley, and Claudia's fellow New Zealander kindy act, Fleabite. And that, my friends, is totally, totally amazing. She's up there with all the best kindy names. You'll also hear about how diverse the kindy scene in New Zealand is, and we'll discuss what her favorite kindy artists from her area are, and we'll hear her sing a piece of her song perform Unplugged. And now, without further ado, here is my interview with the ever so amazing Claudia Robin Gunn. Okay, the first question is, how did you get your start in children's music? Well, I kind of have to rewind all the way back to when my baby sister was born and I used to get to babysit her and um, this was she's about 24 years younger than me so you can imagine I was a, a young babysitter having a lot of fun trying to entertain a little um, kind of a two-year-old back then and her favorite movie was Toy Story and Ooh. so I used to make up these funny just no one's ever heard them, but I used to make up these songs about things that I knew she loved. So 
I made her a best friend song about Buzz and Woody. Um, and I'd say that's probably when I started thinking about singing for children. Um, but then I have to fast forward quite a lot further down the track, about five years later before I had a child. And um, I started writing songs for him because he would never sleep. And so I just wrote millions of lullabies and um, that kind of kind of got me turned into tuning into children in a really big way. Yeah, just becoming a mother. Ah, uh, so you started when you started becoming a parent. Okay, from your first, from your start, let's let's get on to your first major breakthrough. What would be considered your first major breakthrough in kids' music? Well, it kind of goes hand in hand with when I started because I started writing some songs. I already sang in a band uh, which actually does electronic music called Substacks, and we'd put out an album about a year before I had my son. And um, so I had a whole lot of gear at home so I could record vocals and I had Pro Tools. And then I found myself at home with a baby who wouldn't sleep. So I started recording some of these tunes I wrote in and I sent one of them in, just a little kind of demo that I laid out together just for myself with just harmonies and stuff into a new songwriting competition here in New Zealand called the APRA Children's Music Awards. And to my incredible astonishment, I won this songwriting competition uh, based on a song called Lullaby Time back in 2008. And that was really, you know, my first breakthrough into realizing there were other people who wrote music for kids, for one, uh, meeting some of them at the awards ceremony, uh, meeting the team at APRA who set this up who was an incredible songwriter called Arthur Basting, who had success in many fields. And in children's music, he has a co-writer who's called Peter Dacent, and they write for a quite a big star in Australia called Justine Clark. So he wow. has great big history as a writer, not just for kids, but very successful kids writer too. And so I think he wanted to nurture and encourage the scene yeah. of the music in New Zealand and kind of go who's who's making this stuff out there and let's get them all together and support them so that was a massive start for me that was wonderful it it really predated the the modern kindy movements that took place well, elsewhere in the world possibly parallel you know i think all yeah. that was happening you know in america and in the UK and here in New Zealand, we had our own. So it happened at the same time. It's only now that it's entering sort of a globalization phase. Exactly. It's getting connected, which is just amazing, yeah. isn't it? Okay. How many albums have you made since then? Right. So um, I did, I, I put my Lullaby album out in 2016. It took me a long time to get that together. Um, so that included the songs that won these songwriting awards and then fast forward a few years down the track from there um, I put out an EP for Christmas in 2019 and then last year I had a big year of songwriting and producing and I put out two albums in 2020. Yeah, yeah. Uh, why did you start the Little Wild brand? How did you start it? Well that really kind of came about because I was trying to come up with a name for the first album. And then, because I knew I had lots more music to come after that, 
I really wanted something that would kind of bring it all together like an umbrella that sort of expressed my philosophy I guess you'd say and I really believe in like music should sort of spell freedom of imagination and expression for children and um, so it was kind of my little wild kind of idea kind of came about to yeah just become a bit of an emblem that I knew no matter what I wrote it would always kind of work within that little framework that I had in my mind and that I wanted to try and share with the world which included like, like sort of a yeah. little label to bring them all together kind of yeah because I mean I think before I did that you know I had eight years getting that album ready trying to produce it I actually pitched some tv shows based on that album which I didn't get funding for but I, I'd gone through the whole process of making a uh, a proposal for an animated TV series actually based on the songs so I'd worked through lots and lots of ideas and ways to do it if I had help from like record labels or TV networks and then when That's I just finally went I just got to do this by myself like I'm not going to wait on anyone else this it just has to be me because no one else is going to back you unless you back yourself um, and that's yeah that's when I decided right little wild that's me and um yeah and everything else followed from that what was your inspiration behind the little wild universe is there anything right. that inspired I, you to write it totally um so I realized uh in about probably 2018 that I had a whole stack of songs that I'd been writing and sort of slotting away um based on things I was like seeing in my Instagram feed or things that were coming through in the news and it was stuff like the NASA mission to Pluto and beyond which is called New Horizons and I wrote a song for Pluto after I saw the picture of the great big heart that New Horizons took and you know it made the news all around the world and it was this incredible stunning new vision of what Pluto could be um, so that really inspired me and, and my kids were really interested in it and it just seemed like this incredible area for imagination as well as technology and how the two might mix. So yeah, I had the Pluto song, I had this one I wrote for Jupiter about this spacecraft called Juno. I love it, I love it. Yeah. And, and yeah. spacecraft called Juno and... That's well, right, yeah. Speaking Juno, of New Horizons, uh, if you're if any video game fans are listening to this, please don't confuse New Horizons and Animal Crossing on all costs. <laughs> totally, yeah, no, you it, they're definitely different. Although to be fair, I think they're probably both about like imagination and pushing okay. frontiers. Okay, so there's, there's a relationship there. Was writing the Little Wild Universe a, ma a major blessing in 2020 at a time when? The world suddenly turned turned on its head. Was it a it really certain was. Good thing? Yeah, I think you know. There's one song on there that I that felt really like it was almost like a premonition of what was happening because I'd written all the songs before the pandemic, but I was still in the studio recording them, and yeah, like it really did feel good to have a project that was underway and I could just jump into wholeheartedly, even if everything else was stopping. Um, and yeah, this song Parallel Universe on the album is really like, kind of, it's a bit, it's a bit heart-rending, kind of makes me cry when I think about all the 
families who haven't been able to be with their loved ones. And, you know, it is this idea about a kid who magically sort of has their own parallel universe, but they always come back to it when it's someone's birthday. Um, so, yeah, I found it really, um, really amazing to be working on a project like that during the pandemic. Um, so it was a blessing. Uh, but it, that said, it was definitely a challenge because it was really hard to know whether to keep on and release it during lockdown or whether I should have like waited because you don't really want to make everything all about you when there's a major crisis going on around the world. Um, but I'm glad I carried on and put it out anyway. And what about your little wild childhood uh, songs throughout the year? Were they based on your personal experiences or were they based on uh songs that haven't been uh have been in your mind for longer and have not been seen a little bit of, by anyone else a little bit of both um yeah that one came about i got the opportunity to record that because of covid because um, i applied for a grant to jump into the studio and just record a bunch of stuff instead of going on tour to promote little wild universe and so there was probably a mix of old songs that I'd written for years and years and I'd never um, never recorded. And then also some new ones that came about because I was setting my vision on this theme. And, and inevitably when you start doing that, even if you think you've got a plan and you have the list of songs you're gonna do, new ones always come into your mind somehow when you're recording material and I do, I'm sure other songwriters will agree with me here, which is that you sort of try to set boundaries to go, I'm just going to finish what I plan to start. But inevitably, you end up with all this new material because you're inspired and you're busy and you're in the studio. So um, that was a really special opportunity to, yeah, basically open up my songbook and go, right, no one's ever heard this and no one's ever heard that. And, and at, when the pandemic first started, uh, the beautiful Amelia Robinson from Mel's Trills was um, quite uh, instrumental in getting everyone together and making a sort of a spreadsheet of all the live streams that people were doing. And so I had just started doing some live streams too. So I connected in with her and with Playtime Playlist when they started telling everyone when there could be music for kids who were stuck at home. And I did this massive series of lives from our treehouse in the garden. And so lots of the songs on Little Wild Childhood are the ones that I pulled out and did for the live streams. So uh, while Little Wild Universe's theme is based on outer space, what are the common recur or recurring themes in Little Wild Childhood? Sure, okay, I'd say there's probably three, maybe four main themes. Uh, weather songs, um, the seasons of the year, um, growing up in nature around the trees and um, natural spaces and then I'd also say time and the rhythm of you know a human body going through days and weeks and months and years and so th those are kind of quite fundamental concepts for little kids I think to understand and it's really hard for kids to think ahead isn't it like little ones especially when they're really small they only count in sleeps so it's like how many sleeps until my birthday? How many sleeps until Christmas? And it's really hard for them to remember, like, what month is it? What year is it? And it's, is there any message that Little Wild uh, Childhood wants to send out to its listeners? Like, 
think reassurances or whatever? I think it's about like taking care of our environment. So I don't kind of lay it on thick, but I'm, you know, I'm a massive, um, I guess, advocate for every individual doing what they can to sort of prevent and, and make good what humans have done to our planet that's causing climate change and environmental degradation and loss of biodiversity and um, plastics in the ocean and stuff. So while none of the songs are like specific kind of protest songs that you could say, they are definitely about having respect for nature and, and finding joy really, just kind of making sure that um, the focus is, you know, being conscious and whether it's parents or kids or the teachers who are working with them, really being able to like kind of tune into our senses and tune into the rhythm of our life. A wonderful, wonderful message, you know. Thank the world you. needs more people like you, Claudia, to help I think, save the environment I think more, and make people more of what everybody's doing though. I think I'm just a little voice in amongst a, a great yeah. chorus who are trying to sort of hear this message. But I just believe that the world needs more of you. <laughs> hey, I'm working on it, but you know, there's only one me. Sol, Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, stars. In a little spiral solar system, there's a big bang at the start of everything. How far is a light year away? Who lives in deep space? How long is a quantum leap? And can we try it? Sol, Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, stars. In our little spiral solar system, there's a big bang at the heart of everything. How bright is a neutron star? What are the sunsets like on Mars? How deep is a black hole how can we measure it you're on matt's run of dots podcast and that was part of how far is a light year from claudia roman gun's amazing album little wild universe i now speak with claudia about her thoughts on kindy music and the amazing children's music scene they have over in new zealand what okay claudia uh what is your uh definition of good children's music do you have any okay i would say music that puts children at the center as the audience so i don't believe that there is one genre that's good kids music because i think kids deserve every kind of music that exists in the musical universe um, but i do think you know there are a lot of songs that are written not as kid songs that kids love but a good kid song i think speaks to a child primarily and 
also entertains or has layers that include parents and caregivers so that they can get something out of it too. But primarily the themes or the storytelling or the language or the musical concept um, tunes into a child as the primary audience. So I'm if, sorry if that's too geeky, but that's what I think. Well, in my mind, I think that a good 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 children's music is not is not a genre, but rather I think that it it well, same as you, it it brings parents closer to parents can understand, kids can understand, they can both enjoy. Not that annoying like baby shark or cocoa melon that's the that makes you go, oh, I'm tired of this business. And then, and then it, yeah, it's I would, refreshing. I would it's a refreshing experience for, for families to enjoy. Yeah, I mean, I would definitely say that I'd put that kind of sort of, um, I guess, I guess it's nursery rhymes or that kind of commercial kitty music yeah. has its place. But I think when you say good children's music maybe there's a bit more heart there's a bit more intelligence there might be a bit more humor there might be a bit more uh, yeah like social yeah um do you have any favorite candy artists from new zealand because me i'm starting to like you and i'm starting to like flea bite and i'm starting to discover this this group from australia called the the fabulous lemon drops who are your favorite yeah. indie artists from, from your side of the globe? Oh my gosh. Now you need to be careful because how long have we got to talk? Because I could go on and on and on. Are you ready for yes. the uh, are you ready for the Kiwi Kids music experience? Yes. Excellent. Give us a give us a give us a, all right, all right, all right. the good names of you have the famous. Okay, ones. so first of all, um, just quickly gonna say uh, we are really blessed in New Zealand to have uh, a really strongly connected kids music community. And um, again, like I said about the Children's Music Awards that Arthur set up with APRA a long time ago, um, a spin-off of that is that we have a, a trust set up called the Kiwi Kids Music Trust. And through that, we, we network and support each other a lot. So within that framework, I've got to meet some amazing people who make incredibly diverse music from right across the country. And to be fair, some of them I've never met in person, even though I've written songs with them. So blow your mind, right? All right. Give so us the names you like. Okay. Give the so names let's go. You like. I'd love to introduce our listeners to uh, some friends down in Christchurch, the Loopy Tunes. Uh, preschool oh, yeah, Loopy Tunes. They're, they're, they're amazing and, and you really got to watch out because they've got some really great stuff coming this year. Um, they I, make I songs think, in Maori and what do you yeah, like I about do. them? But also, also Tongan um, and um, Samoan and uh, and yeah, just I would definitely say watch the space because I know they've got great stuff coming this year and a lot of it. Um, definitely. A good job using uh, native languages, which is awesome. Well, that's the thing. That's actually a really big thing in uh, in New Zealand. You know, we we are a multicultural society. We have an indigenous um, culture that predates Europeans coming to this country. You know, by hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years, and they are you know the true kaitiaki of New Zealand and um, they're the Maori people 
but we also have many, many amazing cultures from the Pacific Islands who, who live in New Zealand. So across all of the Pacific, Māori, and then many, many, many other cultures because we, we've had a lot of refugees and we're a really open society for welcoming and embracing diversity in yeah, New Zealand. I agree. Wonderful. Wonderful job. Yeah. But anyway, let me carry on. So also, let me tell you, uh, my friend in Christchurch, Music with Michael, is someone who does amazing kids' music, and we've written a song together, which is super exciting, even though we have never met in person. So there you go. Amazing <laughs> and, how people can connect with each other during this time, you know? Well, that was that was totally a COVID song. So And who else? Know, who else? They can enjoy that this weekend. Um, also, I really wanted everybody, if they haven't heard them already, they've got to hear the Itty Bitty Beats. So that's Lucy and Jenny, and they do just music right across the board from really poppy, upbeat, dancey music to most beautiful lullabies and kind of everything in between. Um, wonderful. North of me, I live in Auckland, so north of Auckland, there's a really gorgeous band, which is husband and wife. And they're called Little Ripples, and I know they've got two albums with another one on the way this year. And I would really recommend anyone to tune in to them. And then I'm going to quickly tell you also, um, probably the our biggest cheerleader in New Zealand for kids' music is Susie Cato. Yeah. Susie, have you heard her name? Have you heard yeah. the song Sprinkle of She's, Sunshine? Her name's a little familiar, and uh, I've heard so her songs, song. and it's awesome. She's great. So she's got a song that she wrote with Kath B that's really incredible called um, Sprinkle a Little Sunshine. And that, honestly, I, I, I dare anyone not to listen to that song and not end up getting up and dancing and smiling, is what I would say. And so related to Susie, Kath B is also someone who has won music awards here. She is just all about the kids and has this incredible catalogue of really amazing kids' music. Uh, um, then you've already mentioned Captain Festus. You've mentioned Flea Bite, who were both amazing and really yeah. quirky. Flea Bite uh, makes unusual mixes everything, the best of everything, literally. And also, yes. uh, Susie Cato, if if you're listening from from America, you can liken Susie Cato to Lori Berkner, who wonderful. And now yes. it brings us to the topic of international of other western artists who are your favorite uh, american kindy artists because i like uh, a lot i like wendy and db i like too many but who are your favorites right so again i think i'm gonna be like i'm kind of a massive fan of everybody i'm like an uber fan like i like and follow everybody's pages and i i'm always watching out for new videos and new songs and um been making a lot of Spotify playlists, trying to kind of discover lots and lots of new music in the last year. And I've been taught how to do that by a friend of mine, um, Lucy from Itty Bitty Beats, is really great at hunting out new music. And so I'd say I know how much work and love goes into every song and every video. So, you know, I can't say that I've got one favorite because I am just like a cheerleader for everybody. Um, but what are but the I'd names you like the most? Well, particularly, I'd say I'm a super supporter of the women in our community because I know how hard it is if you're a mum to get yeah. any time at all to do anything else. And um, I've had the sort of privilege of getting to do a few live streams in the last year, which we've 
were really amazing. So I've got to connect with a few of the artists, kind of closer with some than others. So like I've live streamed with Wendy and DB. For their, yeah, yeah, for their, for their Milky Milky. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I've live streamed with Matt from Turtle Dance Music. Um, Matt Heaton. The... Uh, no, uh, no, Matt Mazur from... Oh, from... wrong, wrong. Okay. And yep, and I've also streamed with Davio, who was doing Little Shoulders Radio. And I've live streamed with Jamie from Jumping Jamie. And the Beanies in Australia. And I've shared videos with Twinkle Time. I've done interviews with Sam Smiler from Radio Kukin in Switzerland. And I've podcasted with Benny Time from Australia. And I've had amazing interviews with Sagan from Radioactive Kids. Um, yes. So those are probably some of the big connections I guess I've made over the last yeah, year. Yeah, the big connections, but enough of the connections. Let's talk about the artists you admire the most. <laughs> Oh, look, I, I don't know if I could pick a favorite. I just, I love everybody. Just give us a few names. Uh, well, I love Joni, you know, her music. I've Joni been tuning Leeds. in. Yeah, I've been tuning into her for a lot of years. And also All the ladies, very cool. Uh, I'm admiring Saul Paul, and maybe you probably admire him for Be The Change. I do, yeah. He's, I know he's doing a really amazing thing for the Folk Alliance uh, conference just coming up this week. Lois Ann is a favorite of mine because she's a Filipino-American and she's making me proud by singing her about her Christmas traditions. I agree. <laughs> I think she's cool. I've loved discovering her music. A cool artist making headbangers. Do you like DJ Willie Wow? I, you know what, I first heard him through, um, through Funky Kids Radio, actually, and yeah. Funky Kids, uh, stationed in Australia, which is also yeah. an amazing job. And do you love Marsha and the Positrons? 100%. Um, so I bow down to her intellect and expertise as a neuroscientist, and I've been really fascinated to, um, you know, share a few words with her um, because, you know, straying into the science territory without being a scientist you know, I'm really conscious that when I wrote all those space songs, I am no expert. I'm just like a fan. I'm just like a kid at home who's amazed and one in wonder at the wow of the universe. You know, so I adore, um, I adore Masha's perspective. Do you admire? Uh, do you admire the this artist named the? Uh, you admire Lori Berkner? Because I, I love do. Lori Berkner. Incredible. She's the legend. She's the goddess. She is. No, she's, I love, like, a lot of her music just rocks out and it's so well produced and, and written and, and just, you know, the subject matter just covers the whole spectrum, which I love. And do you happen to admire Laurie Enriquez? Uh, don't, I didn't hear that properly. Do you, uh, do you uh, happen to admire Laurie Enriquez? Oh, yes, absolutely. Her yep. song about the environment is called What Do You Wish in the World Today? I live, I live here. And it's like, it's, 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 it's a part of your music. And I you... agree. No, really beautiful. Um, I know. So there's some really great music coming out just recently from Erica Rabner, which is really neat. That's really special, like all, all around. Um, and Fuge, who makes uh -huh. Black Moon in history. But perhaps my all-time favorite has to be the one and only Dr. Noise. He brought all Absolutely. the kidney artists together to celebrate positive energy. 
he called on literally everybody, including Lucy Calatari, which I love for her yes. dress, and you love. Yeah, the I love, artist I love I that, um, that, that video and that collab song is really amazing. One I, last I, artist I, I'd love to bring up is uh, Andrew and Polly. They're an amazing duo. And do you love one of their Absolutely. songs? And do you have your the, songs stick in your head? As well, around their music. So they really cover different stuff. <laughs> I want to go home and I want to eat some grapes. <laughs> So we I like about... the song they put out recently um, for their new baby. Ooh! So, so now sweet. we move on to something totally different, but still yes. the same. Do you think that the kindy genre has gotten diverse in the last 10 years or so? I think I've seen a lot of movements around the world in America, in Australia, in Europe, in New Zealand. So. It's yeah, I do. getting bigger and do bigger every year. But what about you? Your thoughts yep, on that? Yeah, I do think you... it has. And my thoughts about that are that um, I think that there's an amazing kind of revolution going on with technology, which means that we are more connected as, a, as communities. So uh, we're also more have more access to produce and release and distribute music independently than we probably ever have had in the past. So... Uh, big record companies are not the gatekeepers anymore of what people get to hear. Um, so I think that is opening up the spectrum to allow lots of unique voices in, which I love. Um, what I think still, though, there are barriers around that all of us have a sort of a responsibility to, to raise the level on are that um, families themselves who are trying to access kids content might not have internet or um you know so there's there's still barriers in society that mean that even if there's more people making music for every audience that is diverse and tells different stories um i feel really strongly if i could make a difference in the kindy world is going how do you make sure that families get that and, and they see it and that it pays attention and it pops up when they're on YouTube, not stupid ads or things that are trying to sell kids stuff, you know? So I feel strongly about that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been a thing in the last 10 years that, you know, we've been moving away from the platforms and there have been many events that have been centered around it. There have been blogs yeah. like mine, and there have been yeah. radio stations like Funky Kids and shows like exactly. Radioactive Kids and it, and events and and connectivity groups like like Kindycom and uh, so many. It's been it's been growing, you know. Absolutely. You know the Grammy and crisis the recently. The recent Grammy yeah. crisis about the diversity and the nominees and the lack of diversity Absolutely. whatsoever. It's, and you know what, it like, just made me realize that, hey, if the, these men not getting their golden gramophones, it's making us realize that this is, we are about to enter a golden age in children's music, independent children's music. The, the barriers have been broken. It's just that people weren't aware of it until now. Totally. It has been an amazing thing. Yeah, like that's a really, really powerful move to turn around and take that spotlight and go, hey, you know what? 
this stage is ours, not just mine. So I, I do, I admire and I love what's happened. And yeah, you could say it's definitely um, like shifted the, the boundaries. With the articles in the New York Times and the highlighting these artists and Uncle Devin's V Nation Radio, which I all totally admire. It, things are looking yeah, up. Yeah, I agree. It's good. It's reframing the whole conversation, really, you could say, I think. And I think that, you know, uh, blogs and podcasts like yours and all of the radio stations that are, you know, um, connecting music with communities, I think the place of all of everybody all adds up to raise the level, I believe. And so I think the more sort of consciousness and discussion there is around all of this stuff, the more likely is there is going to be action that makes a difference, you know? Yeah, I agree with you. We're pioneering more actions and it brings us to this. What are your predictions for the kindy music scene in 2021 and in the next decade? Okay, my pick would be, I think there's going to be lots more cross-genre music, um, lots more innovative audio content that might mix more storytelling with music, might mix more user-generated materials, such as like recordings from fans and families with artists and, you know, that sort of boundary blur between the stage and the audience. So I believe there's going to be more and more uh, participation and um, I think lots more collabs, you know, lots of indie artists and what I hope is lots of indie artists breaking through and, you know, um, making groundbreaking material that raises the sort of level. Uh, that's what I want to see. And I really hope that's true. <laughs> well, on my end, I'd like to think that the genre is going to get diverse and there's going to be, you know, I'd like to think that, you know, the pioneers like, like Lori Berkner and Dan Sainz are going to keep doing their thing, but there will be breath, fresh new acts popping up and genre, yeah. multi-genre being breaking out and also the also the diversity, the organizations realizing that there is diversity, more attention and... I also hope there's, um, you know, what I, I really love, the global aspect of music becoming, you know, a connected sort of world and I really anticipate and hope that, you know, we hear from artists in many more countries, you know, sort of coming, like, whether it's in their native tongue or whether it's in English or whether it's bilingual, like, all of that stuff has a place. And I think... Like, uno de los Andes, for example, which I really yeah. enjoy, one of the fresh new names. They're singing bilingually, bilingual artists, and they sing in English and Spanish. I think yeah. I might see more of those in, in yeah, the next few years, uh, representing really the marginalized and the and the minorities. That's something I'm going to see more of. And totally, I more think just breaking you. down those, yeah, breaking down those sort of national boundaries and going, this is uh, music for the world without erasing cultural differences. You know, I think it's lovely to hear like um, Little Miss Anne's song about. Christmas traditions in the Philippines, that's special and unique. And I think it's good for kids in other countries to understand and connect with things like that. Yeah, I love it. And any new stuff that we will expect from you in 2021? 
Absolutely. Um, I am currently just kind of in the writing phase of some new material with a few friends and also some stuff that I'm doing solo and I've just moved house so I've had to kind of put all my, all my gear in boxes and I'm just starting to unearth it again and plug all the cables in so I can start recording all my demos and then I'm going to be firing them off to some producers and coming up with uh, the new artwork and um, basically just kind of knuckling down to do it all again. Uh, but I don't have a date because um, I've just kind of kept it quite open. Um, I'm working through all my songbooks trying to work out which little uh, list is going to get the big tech <laughs> or whether Ooh. I do one from this list and one from this list and one from this list. You never know. You never know. Yeah. Something's going to be big. Uh, you definitely... Uh, probably one of the first new ones, two new ones that are definitely kind of in the works are one with Music with Michael and one with Itty Bitty Beat. So those two are probably going to be the first cabs off the rank. That is going to be awesome. And for the I last topic, wait. which is podcasts for kids, I have a lot of favorites, including Wow in the World, which you're starting to love and and and. I think I like this one called Brains On, where they ask kids, they, or kids send in their questions and they send in scientists, experts to get their, so to get their curiosity and to keep them learning. And yes. speaking of which, the podcasts have made a book. Brains On made a book called. It's wow! Alive. Look at that. And Wow in the World made one. It's coming up in March. Yes, and I read about it. I like Circle Round because they feature these folk tales from around the world. Any favorite kids podcasts on your end? I'm um, just having a little look in my um, my pod library. So there are a few, you know, most of the ones that I've followed are mostly podcasts that play music and do interviews with kids. Um, the ones that I love that are really like science-based are uh, like you say wow in the world which i've discovered recently and i've literally got this list of all of the space science topics that they've done episodes on and i'm working through like one every night when i'm doing the dishes and it's like blow my mind constantly i'm loving that but i i listen to um in australia we've got little rockers radio that have a really great podcast and um they talk about often listen to the interviews that good stuff kids put out and yeah. wonderful yeah I recently i've been listening to one um from american songwriter writer called bringing it backwards so that's more of one for songwriters yeah but, but i really like ear snacks so and yes Polly, which is a beautiful idea And of course, it would not be too complete without Claudia singing one of the songs from her album, and I could not resist the opportunity of having her do so. Hope you enjoyed a special performance just for my podcast. And now you're going to sing us part of your songs. What is this song called and what is it about? Yeah, sure. Okay, this song, it's called Dark Skies. And I popped this out as a bonus track on Little Wild Universe. It just came out at Christmas, actually. So a little while after the whole, the rest of the album. 
And um, I know Sagan just played it this weekend. So thank you, Sagan. Um, so I'll just sing you a wee bit of how this song goes. It's all about, um, uh, about turning off the light so you can see the stars. Wonderful message. Let's, let's, let's hear it. song and that's how we that's that's a beautiful message by the way thank you and there you have it i was so fortunate to interview claudia and i'm glad that she was able to share one of her amazingly wonderful songs with me the album is again wonderful and inspiring and i hope you'd be able to check it out you can find Claudia's music on all music platforms and visit her website at claudiarobingun.com and on her social medias. On, her, on the next episode, I will be chatting with Chicago's coolest kindy duo, Wendy and DB. Until then, thanks for listening. <laughs>